0: We open in a dark room, where a body lies in a pool of blood. The door slides open and booted feet rush into the room. A figure crouches beside the form of Kiana Arden and checks her vitals. She's alive, though unconscious. The figure removes a small syringe from a belt pouch and injects it into her neck. Arden coughs and her eyes blink rapidly and she tries to sit up, but a hand holds her down to the floor. Commander Volkov shakes his head and says, Don't try to move. The station is lacking a proper mender, but there's a medbay that should help you recover. At that, Arden rasps out a laugh. The Azure court commander frowns and says, Can you tell me who attacked you? Was it the Radiant Council? Arden takes a few breaths before trying to form the words with her swollen lips. Alexis. Wolf, Commander, don't let her escape. Her eyes flutter as the exertion threatens to send her back into oblivion. Commander Volkov turns away and speaks into his calm. Lock down the station and find out who Alexis Wolf is when you do detain her. Welcome back for another episode of Errant Adventures, the solo actual play podcast where stories are told at the speed of dice. With me, Steve Morrison, your game master and solo player. Now come on, let's grab the dice and see where our story goes. Welcome back for episode 7 of season 3, Cry Havoc. Last time, Alexis Wolf faced off against her old friend Vanguard, and they fought a brutal duel in this small apartment on Skoroko Station. During the fight, Wolf loses her sword and can't seem to get hold of it again, but she mostly manages to fend off Vanguard's attacks. After some grappling, Vanguard stabs Wolf with a knife and manages to get a shot off at Raven, who is tied up uh, against a chair in the corner. Wolf tackles Vanguard, beats her into unconsciousness, and then hurries over to Raven to find that her friend has been shot in the shoulder. Wolf frees Raven, and they're about to leave when they hear Vanguard in distress. Wolf stops, and she can't leave her old friend in this state, so she stops to help out and stabilize her before they leave for the ship. They make their way through the halls, and they avoid any interaction with Azure Court soldiers as they're making their way down to the docking bay. But when they reach the docking bay, with the help of a few stationers who are concerned about the Azure Court presence, they see the ship in the docking bay, but Valkyrie alerts them that the ship has been placed on lockdown, and Azure Court soldiers are on their way to this location. That is where we left off, and so we pick up with Wolf leaning against Raven. The two of them are practically holding each other up at this point. Wolf sees her ship, the Dead Reckoning, but based on what Valkyrie said, there is no way for them to get to the ship and escape. The the ship itself has been locked down, and Valkyrie has not been able to override the lockdown. Valkyrie comes over the comm again and says, Wolf, as your court soldiers are growing closer and closer, you have to run. Go, hide. I will contact you when I am able to break the lockdown. Wolf turns to Raven and says, Are you ready to run a little bit? Raven nods, though there's a pained expression on their face, and they turn away from the docking bay and start making their way back through the hallways into the deeper part of the station. There are Azure Court soldiers coming. So I think that is the first thing that we have to deal with. And I think this is going to be just a straight-up face danger move as they are trying to get away from the oncoming soldiers. I think it's going to be plus edge. I think it is literally... Their ability to move through the hallways and to get away from being boxed in by the Azure Court soldiers. So we're going to roll plus edge, which is plus two for wolf. So here we go. Five on the action score, a five and a ten on the challenge dice for a miss. On a miss, you fail or a momentary success is undermined by a dire turn of events. Pay the price. Okay, here's the thing. I think a failure here means that they can't escape the Azure Court soldiers, and they're going to come face to face with them. And in Wolf's state, I don't know that she's going to be able to fight off a group of soldiers. So I have seven momentum, and I'm going to burn it right now to turn this into a weak hit, at least. It's going to be rough, because we're going to make a suffer move, but... I think we gotta do it. So we're gonna burn the momentum. We're gonna go down to one momentum, unfortunately. And because it's just a weak hit, we're successful, but we have to make a suffer move at minus one. I don't really wanna move my momentum down from one to zero and I don't wanna move my health. I don't think that narratively makes sense here. So I feel like the only other thing that makes sense is supply. And unfortunately, I think that makes the most amount of sense here. So, I'm going to move my supply down to zero, and I believe that means that I am now unprepared as well. So, when you sacrifice resources and your supply falls to zero, you must mark unprepared. So, things just get worse and worse as Wolf is now without supplies. And I think what this represents is for the first couple of turns in the hallways leading away from the docking bay, Valkyrie is feeding them information on where the Azure Court soldiers are. And then there comes a point where Valkyrie says, Wolf, I believe I will no longer be able to communicate with you. There is an effort on the station's behalf trying to block out communications should we go and then the voice cuts off and the communicators are completely jammed and wolf says val val raven it's just you and me and they are going to keep moving but unfortunately they're now without supplies wolf is shaken things are very dire for Alexis Wolf. But she successfully navigates away from these Azure Court soldiers and I think they emerge into the main concourse where the this fountain is and there's a gathering there of stationers and so they sort of lose themselves into the crowd a little bit and they really need to find a place to hide and recover. So here's the question. Wolf doesn't really have any contacts on the station other than Raven, but Raven is from the station. They live here, and it stands to reason that they would have friends or possibly know someplace that the two of them could go to hide. So let's ask the Oracle. Does Raven know anyone who would help them hide from soldiers of the Azure Court? I think it's likely so 75 or less 89 is a no raven doesn't know anyone who would be willing to help them maybe that's unfair maybe it's not that they don't know anyone who would be willing to help so much as they don't want to put any of their friends in danger and and maybe even they recommend one of their friends and wolf shakes her head and just says no we can't go to anyone that they would know that knows you because those people are going to be the first person they go to we have to find some place to hole up that no one is going to expect second question does raven know of a place where they could hide they're a pilot on the station. So they would have access to probably the schematics of the station and maybe would know about some places. So I'm going to say this one's 50-50. 73. Again, it's a no. The dice really, really want them to be captured, apparently. Raven's just like, I I don't know anywhere we could go. It's, It's not that big of a station, all things considered. So I think Wolf is going to take matters into her own hands and is going to try to find a place for them to hole up. While they're in this central chamber of the station where the fountain is and there's this low murmur of people talking, at this point they've maybe grabbed some like coats and things that they could wrap around themselves to disguise the fact that they're covered in blood and injured and so they're staying away from sort of the central area of this open atrium but i think wolf plugs into the station computer and is going to attempt to gather some information here to see if she can find a place for them to hide this is going to be plus widths which is plus two for wolf five for the action score one and a nine on the challenge dice for a weak hit so the information provides new insight but also complicates your quest envision what you discover then take plus one momentum i'm going to roll on descriptor and focus and see if that gives us a sense of what information wolf is able to pull up and then we'll decide how that complicates our quest everything complicates our quest at this point so descriptor is trapped that's the truth 92 literally trapped trap so I think that what the dice are trying to tell me is that it's a trap maybe Wolf gets a message from Dr. Winter and it's it's a written out message it's not a voice message but it is written out and Dr. Winter says I know you're in trouble come to the lab and I'll hide you Wolf knows that this is a trap, but I think she doesn't see that they have a choice. They have no supplies. They have no additional weapons. They're both injured. She thinks about it for a moment and then realizes that it's really the only option. She, I think, is hoping that, yes, it's a trap. In that there are going to be Azure Court soldiers there waiting for them. But I think she's also hoping that they will not be as strongly focused on defending that particular area. Because it's such an obvious trap. And so Wolf I think is hoping that she can deal with whatever soldiers are there. And then get some genuine help from Dr. Winter. So she turns to Raven and she says... Well, Raven, I don't really want to do this, but I think we're going to need to go to the Radiant Council. Do you trust me? And Raven, whose shoulder is burned and throbbing, grits their teeth and just nods and says, Yes, I trust you. We've got to do something. Wolf agrees and says, Yes, yes, we do. All right, let's go. And they are going to make their way to the lifts and make their way down to level six. I think that Wolf has spent enough time coming and going from the Radiant Council labs that she knows what the other businesses are that are around the Brightman Initiative. So let's roll on the settlement project table. And that should give us an idea of, generally speaking, what the next door neighbor to the Brightman Initiative, what they do. 40. History. Okay. Okay. So it is some sort of historical research collective. And what they do is they collect data. I mean, this sector is controlled by a subsidiary of Homshaw. So it's probably some sort of vault delving research company. Wolf remembers seeing ascendant exploration for discovering the depths of every vault. And she thinks that those walls probably butt up against each other and uh, that that is the place to go. At this point, it's probably a little bit in towards evening on the station because Wolf came back sort of mid-afternoon. Remember, she's had a really long couple days uh, because it was just this morning that she... Uh, had to run back to the dead reckoning on the planet Iris, sleep for a couple hours, get up, do some research, go rescue the crystal from that winged forge spawn and get back to the station. So I think it's probably safe to say that it's into the evening at this point. I'm not even going to roll on it because I think it just makes sense and I don't want the dice to screw me, which it seems to be the thing that they are intending to do right now. So I'm going to say that it is in towards the evening and most likely that office is going to be closed, that there's not going to be anyone there currently. Wolf and Raven make their way to the sixth floor and make their way to this door, which is down the hall from the Brightman Initiative. As they're creeping down the hall and like watching, there don't seem to be any Azure court soldiers standing around outside in the hallway. So they are able to sneak up to the door. Wolf breaks in and they slip through. But I feel like we have to roll on this. I don't have any doubt given what Wolf has shown that she can break into this place, but I think the danger that we're facing that would trigger a roll here is whether or not it is sets off an alarm in the station and so i think she's gonna roll face danger plus wits on this this is plus two come on dice eight on the action score a one and a three on the challenge dice for a strong hit our momentum moves up to three and they are inside of this office this historical research office now here's the thing They're inside this office. Is this a place for them to stop and rest? Or should they keep moving and move into the the next room? If I hadn't had that supply loss to get us to unprepared, I would say that they might actually hole up here overnight and try to hide and recover a little bit. But because we're at zero supply, I don't think it narratively makes sense to say that Wolf has medical supplies to treat their injuries. She used what she had on helping Kiana Arden not choke on her own vomit. So I don't think they have the resources to do anything here. So I think they have to try to get into the Radiant Council lab and see what happens that being said i don't think that raven is going to come with wolf i think wolf is going to get them into this room she is confident that she did not set off any alarms she's going to help raven sort of hole up and rest and then she's going to say all right i'm going to go over into the lab next door if i'm not back in an hour or two i'm probably not coming back and I think she reaches out a hand and on Raven's non-injured shoulder kind of squeezes it and says I'm sorry for bringing this all down on you I probably have a lot to explain and Raven shakes their head and says you don't have anything to explain I don't know what that Azure Court soldier's problems are but you are a healer you're a good person, Wolf you help the station, and the people of this station won't forget it. Wolf stands up. She makes sure that her sword and her lace pistol are in place. She goes over and climbs onto a desk and opens a panel in the ceiling and sets it down. And there is a, a maintenance shaft lattice work up above the this room, and she pulls herself up. It hurts, but she pulls herself up and into this small corridor of like a maintenance area that runs above the ceilings of this level. There's probably these maintenance passages through all of the levels on Skiroko Station so workers can get through to various parts of the inner workings of the station. She looks kind of either way. There's nobody present in the maintenance shaft she climbs into it and is going to make her way towards the brightman initiative she slinks her way through these corridors and i think she is going carefully sort of counting off steps mentally trying to picture where exactly this would lead and i think we're going to do another face danger here this time, it's got to be with Shadow. Deception, stealth, or trickery as she's trying to sneak through this crawl space. So we're going to roll plus Shadow, which is plus one for Wolf. See what happens. Five on the action score, a seven, and a one on the challenge dice for a weak hit. So we're successful, but not without cost. Make a suffer move at minus one. Well, that's momentum. We're going to lose a momentum. Our momentum goes down to two as Wolf slowly is creeping through this maintenance shaft. And she has to go very slowly so she doesn't make any noise. And she also is checking for lasers or any sort of security features within the maintenance shaft itself that might impede her or that might alert anyone to her presence there it takes her like an hour to go just maybe 30 meters but eventually she reaches a point where she is fairly confident that she is above dr winter's office she is going to then slowly detach the panel And I think from this side, there are probably handles on the panel, and she can detach it holding on to it, lower it a little bit, and then is listening into this room. Is there anybody in the room with Dr. Winter? I think it is unlikely. I think if there's an ambush waiting, they are waiting elsewhere. So I think it's unlikely. 25 or less will be a yes. 51 is a no. So there is no one waiting in the room with Dr. Winter, specifically for Wolf. The other question is, is Dr. Winter still there? I think she is dedicated to her research, so it is almost certainly yes. So let's roll on it just to make sure. 62 is also a yes. Dr. Winter is sitting at her desk, working on her computer. Wolf opens the hatch above, pulls up the panel into the maintenance shaft, and is looking down over Dr. Winter. Now she knows that Dr. Winter's office is bugged, so she can't really call out, and she doesn't want to startle the doctor, but she needs to get her attention in some way. So Wolf rummages around in her pockets and pulls out like a small sheaf of paper And she scribbles a note on it real quickly, crumples it up, and then simply tosses it down in front of Dr. Winter. It falls through the air and clatters on the desk. Almost imperceptible noise. Just a small, crumpled bit of paper hitting a desk. But it's enough to draw Dr. Winter's attention. First of all, she looks up and sees Wolf in the ceiling, and her eyes widen, but to her credit, she does not call out. She does not start. Then she reaches down, and she opens the piece of paper, and it says, Are there Azure Court soldiers waiting for me? And Dr. Winter looks back up and nods. Wolf mouths, how many? Now here is a very important question. How many Azure Court soldiers are waiting? There are not that many on the station. So I think in order to effectively lock down and search the whole station... There probably can't be that many. So I think there are two. I think there are two Azure Court soldiers here. I think it's almost certain that there are just two. Three is a yes. Dr. Winter holds up a hand and holds up two fingers. Wolf nods and then mouths again pointing to her eyes like, can they see into the room? And Dr. Winter half shrugs half shakes her head as if to say I'm not really sure I don't think so wolf nods takes a breath and then is going to attempt to pull herself down and into the room and she does so with relative ease I mean she's hurt but she has enough sort of strength in her to get down and to do so quietly. As she starts to pull herself out of the maintenance shaft, Dr. Winter turns some music on, so it creates some extra sound that will hopefully obscure any sounds that Wolf might make as she emerges. She gets into the room, and she walks over, and she writes on a piece of paper and says, Will you help me? Dr. Winner nods and writes on it. I'll do what I can. Wolf says, I need supplies. I need to get to my ship and I need to break the lockdown. Dr. Winner shrugs and writes, I don't know that I can help with any of those things other than maybe supplies. She looks at Wolf and writes, you look hurt. Wolf nods and writes, hence the supplies. She then writes, can you draw the soldiers in here without alerting them that I'm here? Dr. Winter writes and says, the door is locked from my end. I can't just leave. But I can ask them to come in here. They may not listen to me. Wolf nods and says, let's try it. At which point she draws her sword and rolls her shoulders she feels the wincing pain in her side where the stab wound is the adhesive bandage and the antiseptic that she injected into it are holding for the moment but she definitely can feel that weight of exhaustion just pulling her down she goes to stand beside the door and nods to Dr. Winter. The doctor says out loud, I know you're listening, soldiers of the Azure Court, and I just... I need to get out of this room, please. I have... I've been cooped up here for too long, and I need to at least stretch my legs and take a walk or something. I don't think that Wolf is coming here, and keeping me is is not going to... Advance your your efforts. Your superiors want me to do research and contrive whatever weapons they're asking about. Fine, I'll do it, but I I will not be held prisoner in my own lab. Does her plea make any difference? I think it's unlikely. Let's ask the Oracle. sixty five is a no. A small calm opens up on the desk, and the voice of an Azure court soldier says, Sorry, Doctor. Orders are orders. You're to stay there until the commander decides that you are able to roam free. Dr. Winner says, Well, at least bring me for some food, then. I, I've been in here for hours, and if you won't let me out... Then at least bring me something that I can eat. I'm starving in here. There's some silence for a moment. And then that voice chimes through again and says, All right, I'll bring you some food. Give me a few minutes. The calm turns off. Dr. Winter sort of half shrugs and looks at Wolf and Wolf just nods. And then she turns her focus back to the door, sword at the ready. About seven minutes pass and then the door opens and in walks a soldier of the Azure court. He is wearing finely appointed armor. He has uh, his own like baton. It's not a full sword, but it's a baton strapped to his side and then a lays pistol and then a rifle slung over his back and he is carrying a small tray of food. And as he steps into the room, Wolf explodes into action. Now here's the thing, Wolf doesn't want to kill anybody at this point, but she does want to stop this guy from being able to fight back. So she is going to lunge forward and try to clock him over the back of the head with the hilt of her sword to knock him unconscious. And this is going to be a face danger with iron. So plus three on this. Here we go. Five for the action score. A nine and a ten on the challenge dice for a miss. On a miss, you fail or a momentary success is undermined by a dire turn of events. Pay the price. I know exactly what the dire turn of events is. Wolf does exactly what she plans to do. She steps forward, she swings her sword hilt first, and clocks him over the head. He doesn't even see it coming. He just crumples to the floor, and there's a clatter as the tray hits the ground, and she knows that that is going to have alerted the other soldier of the Azure court, so She wastes no time and steps outside into the hallway, intending to step to the side of the door through which the other Azure Court soldier will be coming. She steps out into the hallway and basically steps face-to-face with four other soldiers of the Azure Court, one of whom has a commander's insignia on his uniform, and there are three others flanking him. They all draw up their weapons as she steps into the space. They also heard the clatter. The commander looks somewhat surprised, but quickly recovers and says, You must be Alexis Wolf, then. Hello, Wolf. I'm Commander Volkov. Maybe we should talk. Wolf looks at him, the three Azure Court soldiers, and then the door slides open and the other Azure Court soldier is standing there, somewhat confused. And Wolf says, look, I have no quarrel with you. I just want to leave this station and continue on my way, helping people. But you and your men are standing in my way. And people who stand in my way don't stand for long. That's what it seems, considering... The uh, state of Operative Arden. You did a real number on her. I imagine you think you can do the same to us. But you're outnumbered. And let me tell you, you do not look like you are ready to face another fight. Come quietly or we will subdue you. Well, Wolf is in it now because there are five soldiers of the Azure Court practically surrounding her. I mean, she could turn and run. But that's going to be a whole other mess. On the other hand, these soldiers of the Azure Court, we don't really know a whole lot about them and about how skilled they are. I'm going to ask the Oracle that because I think that's going to determine what Wolf does next. Are these soldiers of the Azure Court highly trained? I think it's unlikely. I think they're pretty standard soldiers. 25 or less, 78 is a no. They are not highly trained, which means Wolf smiles and says, It may look that way, but trust me when I say this. You don't want to be on the other end of my sword. And you don't want to be on the other end of our wrath. Veiled rest is a small sector compared to some of the others. And the phantoms of the azure court hold sway over it. You raised a hand against one of ours. And if you don't surrender now and come quietly, you're going to face our full wrath. Wolf draws her sword up in a salute and says, You haven't seen wrath until you've seen havoc. And she is going to try to overpower them. And we are going to use the battle move, because I don't think we need to do a full drawn-out combat. Because these guys are not specially trained, Wolf is specially trained. And I think she can take these five, even in her battered state. But we'll see what the dice decide. So we're going to roll plus iron, because we're fighting in close to overpower your foe. So this is plus three. Here we go four on the action score three and an eight on the challenge dice for a weak hit on a weak hit you achieve your objective but not without cost (laughs) pay the price here's for all the marbles seven you encounter signs of a looming threat okay perfect so wolf is standing in the hallway Of this Radiant Council lab. There is an Azure Court soldier to her left. There are four Azure Court soldiers in front of her, including Commander Volkov, and she has raised her blade in salute. The Azure Court soldiers all draw their batons out as they realize that she's not going to surrender, and then Wolf attacks she steps forward and punches out with her fist and knocks volkov back a step as he's surprised by the speed with which she moves he stumbles back into one of his other azure court soldiers as the other two charge forward at wolf wolf parries one blow and slashes hard across the chest of one of the azure court soldiers cutting across his armor like it's nothing it doesn't draw blood but it sends him to the ground she then turns and parries another blow and chops hard hitting the hand of the azure court soldier holding the baton. He releases it as a gout of blood squirts from his thumb and his hand as he screams. She kicks him in the stomach and knocks him back. Then as another one comes rushing in, it's this flurry of iron as she is parrying and blocking and in a matter of seconds all five of those azure court soldiers are laying on the ground groaning and uh i think commander volkov from his back looks up at her as she stands over him and he says you are formidable i can see now why arden has the look of her that she does are you going to kill us wolf looks down at them and says i don't know how many times i need to say it but i am a healer now i'm a mender i don't want to kill any of you but you keep standing in my way now stay down And she holds the blade to Volkov's throat. He raises his hands and says, I admit I am beaten. I yield to you. As she's standing over him, holding the blade to his throat, his calm activates and a voice comes through and says, Commander Volkov, come in please. He looks up at Wolf questioningly. She nods although gesturing with the sword to indicate that he should be careful about what he says he says here then the voice comes back through and says commander volkov the rest of the reinforcements have arrived we are continuing to secure the station he says very good see that it is done and then the calm deactivates and he looks up at wolf and he says you may have bested me and my soldiers here and now But another fifty Azure Court soldiers have just landed Hans Garoko Station, and you won't be able to best them all. What do you want to do, Mender Wolf? Continue to run for the rest of your life? Or surrender to me? You're a formidable warrior, and I will treat you with the honor you deserve. Wolf looks at him and says, As much as I'd like to believe, commander that you are a man of your word there's just too much at stake for me to go quietly so sorry no i won't be coming with you and she kicks him in the face as he dips into unconsciousness wolf turns to dr winter and says dr winter i'll be taking those supplies now Thanks for listening to Errant Adventures, and thanks so much to Sirenscape for the lovely ambient sounds and music throughout the episode. If you enjoyed the show, please spread the word, and if you want to support the show directly, leave me a review or buy me a coffee at ko-fi.com slash errantadventures. If you want to interact with me, I'm at errantsolopod on Twitter and Instagram, or you can email me at errantsolopod at gmail.com. I also post campaign-related materials on my website, errantadventurespod.com. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next time.